Hey friends, welcome to the Life with Chris and Tatum podcast, where each week we'll talk about practical and relevant topics to help you live a life of freedom and purpose. Thanks for joining us today. For more information, please visit lifefellowship.tv. And now let's tune in with Chris and Tatum. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Life with Chris and Tatum. Are you excited, Tatum? I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's going to be a great, great lesson today. We're talking about what? Uncommon awareness. Mm. Now, hey, wherever you're at right now, if you would please hit the subscribe button and or uh, share these uh these lessons, uh, this podcast with your friends and family so that this uh, growing community of, um, of folks can we, can, we can continue to, to impact and see people's lives uh, added to and changed. So today's going to be good. You know, um, if anybody is aware of things, has an awareness, mm-hmm. it's you. Hmm. What do you mean by that? Like you're constantly, I mean, you're aware of, of all kinds of things. <laughs> like you will, uh, you'll walk into a department store and you will recognize, you'll be like, well, I, I see that this is on sale over here. And you definitely are aware of pillows. I'm a good shopper. Is that what you're saying? I'm a clearance shopper. I don't like to pay full price. I'm aware. You know, that's of one the thing that I tag. learned when I, when we first uh, started dating and even got married is that <laughs> we would go into like the gap or whatever. And I always would go to the front things and you're like. What are you doing? Don't shop in the front. Go to the back. That's where the clearance is. <laughs> oh my gosh. We just go back to the so every store now we go into, we just Y'all, we like to be smart with our money, and that's not a bad thing. I won't apologize. So Okay. We are awareness. aware. We need to be aware. We need to be aware that we need to get into the content today because we got some good stuff that I think everyone needs to be aware of. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling like we're a little loopy today. We're just being goofy. So let's have fun. Okay. So uncommon awareness. Let me start it off by saying this. In order to be aware, you must know yourself (laughs) to grow yourself. I know that sounds old Yoda or whatever, but (laughs) to know yourself, you have to grow yourself. What are you thinking? I... I'm feeling like I can't get my thoughts together when I read the first sentence of this lesson that Chris had written out. Uh-oh. It is the truth, though. But it when you say Yoda-ish, I feel like I should read it backwards and it still <laughs> says the same thing. Yourself to grow. <laughs> yourself must know. That's it. <laughs> there you go. Okay, let me say like this. No one can produce uh, great things who is not thoroughly sincere in dealing with themselves. That's true. If you don't have like a reality check of who you really are, where like legitimately how you're handling things or how you're not, then you can't grow to be a better you. Yeah. And most people are not aware. Well, we all have blind spots. That's the truth. Yeah. And yeah. So awareness comes when we we know ourselves. To grow ourselves. And then realistically deal with ourselves. Yeah, that's true. So uh, most people that I know... Uh, they don't see their blind spots. In fact, no, nobody can discover their own blind spots. That's why you need other people that are around you that can point those things out to you. Mm-hmm. You need loving people. You need coaches. You need mentors 
that are able to speak into your life and that you can have an openness in your heart to uh, receive their feedback to receive and make yeah. corrections yeah because it's true. not just in knowing yourself you, you have to then have the courage to um to deal with yourself to change those different areas mm -hmm. in, in your life mm -hmm. i agree with that can i tell you a joke oh lord hit me with it so there was this um husband and wife and they went to see this doctor mm -hmm. and uh after after the uh the checkup the the doctor said to the husband, he said, uh, if I could, uh, because they were investigating this guy that he was having some problems or whatever. And he said, uh, if it's okay, I'd just like to speak to your wife privately. You can, you can please just go sit out in the car and, and she'll be out in just a few moments. <laughs> and so he excused himself and the doctor said, um, his, his diagnosis didn't come back all so great. Um, and the only way that you're going to be able to actually save his life is to do uh, these following. You have to remove all stress from his life from now on. You have to make sure that he, um, when he wakes up in the morning, that his breakfast is cooked. Uh, you got to make sure that um, his coffee is at the right temperature. You need to make sure that, you know, his his chair is. He's got the right, you know, pillows and mm -hmm. things positioned. You know, uh, always have like the clothes uh, folded and bed made and just. Make sure that there is nothing um, of any kind of stress in his life when he comes home. You know, make sure after, after the being in the office that things are that the dinner's cooked and everything is right. And uh, and that's how the man's going to live. And that's how he's going to live. And so she, she said, "Okay." So she went out to the car, and the husband asked. He said, "So, honey, what 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 did the doctor say?" <laughs> and she said, "I'm so sorry, honey, but you're going to die." <laughs> That's, bad. That's, that's that's funny. I don't care what you say. That's funny. It's all funny. Hey, reality requires awareness. And that's not reality. That mm -hmm. story, but that was funny. Reality requires. Uh, so, if you're realistic, you're aware. So, w when I was young, uh, I counseled people. I, I don't have an opportunity to do that as much as I do now. Uh, I actually, excuse me, I had a lot more opportunity to do that back then than I do now. And what I recognize is that almost a hundred percent of the people I were counseling, I was counseling with, they're not aware. Yeah. Like they don't see what the that their part to play in the problem that they're talking with you about or something. And that's yeah, they, they don't see how they're acting. They don't see their tone. They don't or they don't hear their tone. They don't see how their responses are creating all these negative things that are happening in their lives. It's the truth. People, we all like to like pretend that it's someone else's fault or shift the blame or think about what they could have done better. And it takes a lot. I was going to say more of a man, but I'm not a man <laughs> of a person to look like put the mirror in front of us and say, okay, what changes do I need to make in, within myself? How can I be a better me? And how can I listen to the feedback that other people are giving me? And there's some truth in there. And make changes. So I come back to that first statement. I know it was funny in the beginning, but you, you must know yourself to grow yourself. So in order for yourself to change, in order for you to see positive impacts, uh, you actually have to become aware. You know, I've seen people that have said, hey, you know, let's just say it's, uh, people have said, hey, I really want to lose some weight. And the, the thing that was the motivator moment for me was the fact I saw a picture of myself. Yeah. And I thought, that's not I who can't I, believe that's me. I, yeah. I can't believe that's me. And that yeah. began... 
that was that awareness that caused change to happen. Yeah. Where people, maybe there's um, problems happening with their kids and they're seeing how their kids are responding because of maybe contention going on between a husband and wife and the parents look at their kids and go, oh my goodness. Yeah. We, we they're need, just modeling what they see us do. We need to change. Yeah. Yep. And awareness very is true. a beautiful gift and very few people are, are willing to face that awareness because they don't like what they see in the mirror. Mm-hmm. And then uh, very few after that are even willing then to uh, to face reality so that they can make the changes. But that's where we are all different. Those of you that are listening to this right here, this is where I'm praying that God is going to give you a spirit of faith and determination to rise above um, the challenges. Yeah. And the discomfort of knowing. You can continue to be right. comfortable, but in, in your comfortability, you'll you'll never see change. And so let's talk about some awareness questions because questions are great. And these are these are not necessarily things that um so today's lesson isn't necessarily telling you a bunch of things you you have to do. It's more so asking yeah. you questions to make you aware so that you can begin to make the right necessary the right changes, steps. right? Yeah. Okay. Question 1. Go ahead, Tana. Do you like what you're doing right now? Do you like what you're doing right now? I do. The truth is, yeah, I was gonna say, so many people don't though. Like, if you ask, I don't know, 10 of your closest friends, do you like enjoy, do you like what you do day to day, like your life? I feel like there's a lot of people who are just very unhappy with either their job or like where they're at in life. And I guess another follow up question would be like, do you want to change or do something that you would enjoy? Like, is there something different you can? So if you do don't like your that? job, if I ask somebody the question, uh, do you like your job? And they said no. Mm-hmm. Why spend your whole life then doing I would something say, you don't like? Quit. Yeah. If I say quit, what's what's somebody's first reaction going to be? I can't quit. Well, I can't quit? Yeah. Because I've got to be able to pay yeah. the bills. I've got to do all these, these things. Well, um, then you are going to position yourself to be in a in a career or a mindset that is going to be miserable for the, for the rest of your life. Yeah. What we're not saying is quit in a, put yourself in a position where, okay, my family has to get kicked out of our house. We can't buy groceries. Now we're not financially able. Like that's not our suggestion. When we say quit, it's like make plans to make a change and do it in a responsible way. Mm -hmm. So you still care for your family, but don't stay in a career for the next 30 years that you're miserable with. Why? Why? Find something you love, you enjoy that God's gifted you in, that you have a heart for, that your passion and your desire can get behind your work. Why wouldn't you do Here's it? why, because most people are comfortable with old problems more than they are with new solutions. Hmm. So it's that old that old saying that like, if, you, if, you, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Yeah. You're like here with the one-liners today, babe. No, I mean, that's, that's, just, a, that's just like a, a common... Every, if, you, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always, what you've always gotten. Mm-hmm. And the definition of that is insanity. That, that, that is insanity. To continue yeah. to do the same thing again and again and again. It, so I'll say it like this. It's very difficult in life to be fulfilled when, you've, when you lose your heart. So many people, they divorce their hearts and they can't find fulfillment. Now, if you're doing what, what you love, mm-hmm. and, and I ask the, if I were to ask the question, do you like what you're doing? And you're like, yes, I love what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Then double down on that. Give it everything you've got. I mean, just go all at mm-hmm. it. But 
it, it's very difficult to, to be fulfilled when, when you've lost your heart. I remember when we were, um, years ago, we were in youth ministry up in Iowa, and there was just a number of stressful, um, I don't know how else you would describe it, uh, the weight of the environment was very toxic, the work environment that I was in in the church. Yeah, it was. And it was really hard. It was massively hard. And I remember uh, coming to the point that I just, yeah, I, I asked this question, do I like what I'm doing? Yeah. And I said, well, no. Part of it you loved, but part of it was so hard that you couldn't. Man, I remember I would wake couldn't. up sometimes. That Remember that one time yeah. I woke up? I had probably about 150 like I, uh, like sores in my mouth. Just I couldn't even speak. My tongue was was inflamed. I had yeah. we had to go to the. I, that's never happened to me before. This stress. Yeah, it was yeah was, was too enormous, much. Enormous, uh, so toxic. And I remember there was the day that I just thought, I don't love this. Yeah, this is. I know what I'm called to do. This is hell on earth. And I just said. We're going to make a change. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah. Yeah. And and there's times that you need to do that. Why why continue to go down the same pathway? You got to become aware. Do you love what you're doing? I think it's the very first question you need to ask mm -hmm. if you're going to be uh, aware. And if you don't like it, then you're going to need to start making some Yeah. What do you want to do? What, what changes ask, do you need yeah. to make? And maybe it's not even quitting. Maybe it's making some adjustments to where you're currently at. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's just making adjustments to the schedule you're currently living in, the hamster wheel that you're like spinning, like, we can't stop. I never break. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Now, Let's here's what I'm change, not saying, or here's things. what we're not saying. Um, do, 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 you, do you like your marriage right now? So quit. I'm, I'm not saying that. No, we're talking about a job specifically or like your career or your... Your passion and what's fulfilling yeah. you and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. So make sure that, 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 you, uh, that you understand that, okay? Don't, so let me just say like this. Life is too short for you to be average. Don't be average. Mm -hmm. Be unforgettable. Mm -hmm. And you'll never be unforgettable if you are living, um, if you if if you're living a life that's beneath who God has actually called you to be. That's good, babe. And true. Here's the second question. Isn't this good? I like it. Here's the second question that I need you to be aware of, and that's this. What would you like to do? A lot of people don't ever ask themselves this question. Mm -hmm. In fact, this would be a, these would be some fun questions to ask. You know, maybe a, a husband and a wife. You know, after the kids are in bed, you, you're asking some questions. Hey, what, what would you like to do? And I would tell people never leave something. Always go to something. Yeah, that's good. That's important. Yeah, to me, it says like leaving without a plan <laughs> or a next step necessarily is not always the best. Like you need to be going towards something. So if you're leaving as in walking away from something, what's the thing that you're going towards? Hopefully. Yeah. Too many people just, they just leave with no focus. I, you know, I, Hey, people, there's somebody quits their job or somebody that just leaves the church or they just, um, they walk away from a friendship or whatever. Yeah. It, well, I'm, I'm just done. I've, I've had enough. I'm, I don't like what I'm doing. Okay. But where are you going? Well, I don't know. I'll figure it out. That's, that's that's dangerous. That's foolish. That's foolish. Never leave something. Always go to something. See, there, there's a relationship between finding your passion and reaching your potential. So I, I remember um, 
when you and I were dating years ago, I worked at FedEx. Yes, you did. I was the guy that was out there and I was putting those boxes uh, in in the big shipping containers and Woo! In Memphis in the heat. The FedEx the hub has no air conditioning and it's just like miserable work. So, and I had no passion for it. Yeah. Who huh? would, right? Uh, I remember I worked in a uh, at, at a gas station. I had no passion for it. Yeah. You could give me all kinds of different areas of life to be involved in mm-hmm. and work. I don't have passion for it. You put me in ministry. Yeah. Purpose. Ding, 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 ding. Yes. You need to find where it is that you find passion. Uh, I'll, I'll put it like this. When I was in high school, I had a hard time focusing. I was, I, I, I just, I didn't work uh, as hard as I needed to. And the reason is, is because I had no passion for geometry. <laughs> To all the kids who are listening right huh? now, find your passion for math. <laughs> There's some people, though, that they love that stuff. Yeah. Man, they ate that up. Oh, gosh. You mean you're not using geometry in your adult life? No. But, man, when I got into Bible college, mm-hmm. focused. Yeah. Just intense. Just driven. Why? Because I found my passion. When, yeah. you find your, when, when you find your heart, you find your passion. So what pulls at your heart? What, like... What makes you want to like fight for it? What makes you like, what pulls at your heartstring? What are you passionate about? I think we need to become aware of that. Yeah. Because there's a lot of us that we're doing things right now that we're just not passionate about. Yeah. And there, so let me just, again, bring a little balance to this. I'm passionate about eating great food, good meals. Can I do that? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I do like good food though. But so let me just say this though: it's not just hey, I'm just going to go find whatever it is that I, I that's yeah. fun without having any, like you got to pay a price still. Well, sure, yeah. yeah. So people are like, well, I, 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 I want to see you know us like even us in, when we came to the church here. There were so many times in the very beginning. I'm passionate about it, but I was doing a bunch of things that I I did not like at all. Yes, that's. Let's bring balance to the, like, everything that we do is not amazing because there's some tasks that just have to be done in a job that you don't have to love, but you still have to do them. But I knew that I had to do these certain yeah. things because that's what, that's what, makes that's what it ministry takes happen. to do ministry. Yeah. And I knew that it would be a season of doing that, that that wasn't going to be my life, Yeah. but it was a season of that. Yeah. Here's the third thing I want you to become aware of, and that's this. <sighs> Can you do what you like to do? So in other words, uh, are, not only do, do uh, so not only are you good at it, but uh, wait, let me, let, me, let me back up. I'll, I'll say it like this. Can you do what you like to do? That's the question. Can you do it? So maybe mm-hmm. you have this passion to do something, but you're not any good at it. Yeah. You, you need to have some common sense. <laughs> Yeah. So, so for you, huh? I was gonna say you need to know that you're capable. That's what you're meaning. Like, can you do it? Are you capable of doing what you hope what you really like to do? Not just I really want like for me, if you told me I need to be like an actress and I'm gonna have to perform in front of a camera, I'm not good at it. Mm-hmm. I don't even like it. But if that was my desire and I still wasn't good, somebody should tell you, like, hey Tatum. I know you really want to be an actress, but you're not good, girl. Sister, sit down and let somebody else find your other passion because this one ain't it. Like we have to be, there has to be a reality to our, like what we'd love to do, but are we good at? There's nothing worse than somebody that has, who has passion 
Yeah. And, and like they're bad at no the same talent. time. Yeah. That's like the people on American Idol who come and sing at the end, the, the bloopers. Remember, like, mm-hmm. I haven't seen it in like 15 years, but back in the day, they were hilarious because they were so confident that they were so good, but they never sounded so bad. And you're like, why does no one tell them? So they have a passion to sing. Yeah, but your mom like didn't say, honey, do you not don't have go friends? embarrass yourself on TV because you know you're not good. We all have to, let's be aware. Giftedness trumps passion. True. I like that. Yeah. Every day. Every day. You know, there's a myth out there right now that says this. If you can believe it, you can achieve it. Yeah. That's the biggest myth I've if ever I heard of. I believe I'm a NASA scientist and I'm about to build a rocket because I believe it and I really like it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to kill everybody because I don't know what I'm doing. You can't. Like... Yeah. At some point, reality. If you here. believe it, you can achieve it. And there's yeah. people like, well, I believe it that I can be this, you know, amazing Olympic, singer. But you don't whatever. have you don't necessarily uh, have the giftings. Not. Yeah. It, again, there's nothing worth it, worse than somebody that has great passion. Yeah. And they're not good. And you're all good at something, but we're not all good at everything. So find find your thing. Uh, belief with giftedness is way better than belief with no gifts. So make sure that. What, what it is that you are aware of, that you're discovering about yourself, that you are, um, that, that is not just something that you're passionate about, yes. make sure then it's also something that you're That it matches your good. gift. Yeah. You, you really got to be good at, at something too. And you are. We're not laughing because you're not. We're just thinking of uh, American Idol people. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't there a guy on there that he did like pants on the ground? That was an old man. He was actually good. That was went he? viral and he was good. But yeah. there's pants some... Pants on the ground, pants on the ground. It's old. Looking like a fool with your pants on the ground. Hey, you remember it. I guess so. Okay. Okay, question number four. Do you know people who do what you like to do? Hmm. This is good. Finding someone who is good at what you're... Like where you're hoping to go. Someone who's like ahead of you in, in your... In your... And your Whatever. Passion, what and you want to do. Yeah. yeah. And the, an area that you're actually good at. And you can improve, but yeah, you got to find someone. Find someone who's amazing at it. And I think there's such practical ways that for those of you who may be listening and you're like, I'm in college or I'm raising young kids, like still find people ahead of you who have already walked the road that you're on and you can learn and grow from, man, look, their kids are now 10 years older than mine and they turned out pretty good. And maybe if you're struggling, you go to them or you're in college and you're like, all I'm dreaming about, all I'm thinking about is a career in the medical field. Like find a doctor, like find a nurse, find people you can talk with, get mentors, like pursue people to grow and learn. Um, But do you know somebody, do you know people who are doing what you like to do that you can connect with? And so a great question that we should be asking people all the time is, is there anybody that you know that I should know? That's a great one. Yeah. And so when you're you're doing lunch with people, when when you're connecting with mm-hmm, with folks, because mm-hmm. you have friends right now that go, oh man, you really need to know this person right here. Yep. You know, uh, for me, I love speaking. Uh, I, I love being a communicator. And one of the things that I've tried to do is this: I will, um, I, I try to connect with, and I try to talk with other great communicators so that I can learn from uh, from their wealth of experience. Because mentorship is accelerated learning. So if I can go to somebody that has been speaking for 20, 25, 30 years mm-hmm. and learn some things from them, 
Yeah. It'll help you. I remember I learned something from Jeff Foxworthy, the comedian. Foxworthy. I mean, he, I mean, he's, you know, back in the day, he's like one of the best comedians that's out there. You know, you might be a redneck. Mm-hmm, huh. I remember. Yeah, that was great. But he said something. He's like, let me teach you how to tell a story. And I was, I, he wasn't like, I wasn't sitting in a room talking to him. I was watching a video. An uh, interview training. or something? Oh, okay. Yeah, training about how to be a better communicator. He said, when you tell a story, don't just, uh, you don't have to give all the details. So, so don't tell the story like, Hey, I got in my car and I drove down the street and the sun was out and there was bumper to bumper traffic and and you know 30 minutes later I finally got to the house and I pulled up and there was like a couple of trees in the front yard and I got out and um, and I walked around the car and I got up to the front door. I mean by this time everyone's like checked out. Just say, "Hey, I drove to the house and when I got out of the car and I got to the front door and then my wife was there." Yeah. So like if that was the story. Yeah. So in other yeah. words, your mind can fill in all of these other yeah, non-essentials. That people don't have to know. Yeah. They don't have to know that really uh, takes away from the actual storytelling. And so I learned that from, mm-hmm. from him. And again, I wasn't aware of these certain things until I had somebody that had experience that actually showed me some things that I never saw. That's good. I, I think it's important. Here's number five. Will you pay the price to do what you want? Almost always when we stop growing, it's a price problem. Hmm. So are, are you willing to pay the price to succeed? So everybody wants to have a dream. Oh, I just, I just, I, I just got a dream. I got a dream. The, the dream is free, but the hmm. journey will cost you everything. That's so true. So are you willing to pay the price? Yeah. So first of all, are do, do you like what you're doing? Mm-hmm. You know, if you could be doing anything, what would you do? Are you are you gifted in that area? Do you have passion in that Don't area? Don't be the American. Who are person. people that you know yeah. that can help you to distinguish, become better, become mm-hmm. better in that area? And, and the fifth question is, are you willing to pay the price? Yeah. And most people won't. That's true. We all like the story of like seeing the person get there, like the achievement. You put them up on the, like on a platform or on a, what am I trying to say, pedestal. Mm-hmm. And you think like, oh, wow, look, they are doing this, this amazing person, this great accomplishment. Look at what, but no one sees all the behind the scenes, the blood, sweat, and tears, and them almost thinking they weren't going to make it or they failed many times and just kept getting up. Like there's a, pr- a high price to be paid. Um, we have a gentleman, a business leader in our church, David Craig. Uh, he created all of Craig Ranch. It's valued out at a, a couple billion dollars. Mm-hmm. And I've heard him say many times, and he hasn't originated this, but he said, well, it took me 27 years to be an overnight success. It's <laughs> good. 27 years. Yeah. Everyone sees the, oh, the success. Oh, yeah. wow, 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 wow. But they don't see the price that was paid, the the grueling moments and the pushing through and the grit yeah. and the determination. That's the Are you truth. willing to pay the price? And most people are not willing to pay the price. Yeah. I, I had a young man ask me one time, he said, uh, man, I, 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 I want to have, you know, a, a successful ministry in church and things just like, just like you do, Pastor Chris. And I said, you know, you will when, when you do what I, what I've done. Uh, but until you do what I've done, 
you'll you'll never have what I have. You you have to pay the price. It doesn't just, and I think that's one of the things that we are not aware of. So many people just assume, yeah, that we have this that lottery just, mentality yeah. that I'm just going to win the lottery. That uh, you know, parents are just going to leave us a, a fortune of money when 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 they pass. Mm-hmm. That you know. It, Things are just going to happen to turn out in an amazing way, and there wasn't any like people owe me hardship and, through oh, that. Yeah, yeah. it's an entitled mentality. That's what I was going to say. I think part of it is generationally, generationally, like um, there's a shift where we almost like instantly want things now. We just have a mindset that things can like right now, quick, right now. I want this, and I want it perfect, and I want it right, and it's just like, why not? Why can't I? And when we when we look like biblically and we go back to scripture and we see things that the Lord spoke to people, promises or words that were given, almost never was it like right now. Do, like people wait like 25 years. You wait, you know, like there's a there's a behind the scene, there's a growing, there's pain, there's there's a there's a process that comes with fulfilling who God has called you to be and what he's called you to be, but it almost is never instant, right? There's a journey that comes with it. That's why I said, you know, everyone has a dream. I just, I got this dream. Mm-hmm. The dream the dream is free, but the journey will cost you everything. Yeah. yeah. See, people don't make changes unless it costs them something. Yeah. And usually pain's like associated with that. It's like gets to a certain point where like, I can't handle it anymore. I have to, something has to change mm-hmm. because they're so uncomfortable. There's so much whatever. And that oftentimes like gives us the ability to push through to like do something different to take the step yeah we, we just got to be aware of these things isn't this good here's here's the last thing and that's this last question when can you start doing what you like to do when when when, when can you start can, can you start it now everyone ev- everybody has reasons why they can't start yeah. Start now. Everybody's like, well, I'll start my diet tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I'll start looking for a job tomorrow. You know, I'll I'll ask her to marry me, you know, in the future. And th- the question we need to become aware of and really wrap our hearts around is when when can you start? So you're either writing your story or you're reading your story. Hmm. And if you're reading your story, uh, that's where you are living beneath what you're actually supposed to be doing because you're supposed to be writing. God wants to write through you a story. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Mark McGuire hit the, his 61st home run, breaking Roger Maris's home run record, I know that you know that from following baseball. Yeah, I was going to say that. But he quoted Winston Churchill. I actually had a Roger Maris baseball card growing up. Where is it? At home in our attic? Uh, yeah. Oh, and then we still have it probably. Yeah. Is it valuable? I'm sorry. I don't know. Just having a conversation. What are I we doing? I don't have the Beckett. There, you know, that there was, it's called the Beckett Mm-mm. baseball guide. I have no what that is. It gives you the price of every single baseball mm-hmm. card. If anyone so listening has the Beckett, tell us if Roger Merritt. So when I was growing up, we'd, we'd subscribe to the Beckett, um, and it had every single baseball uh, player's information on there, and it would show the price change every month. Oh, every single baseball card based on how the guys were playing. It was awesome. You can go all the way back in the 50s and the 40s. Now there's this thing called internet. Yeah. I bet we could look it up. <laughs> but he he quoted Roger uh, 
when he broke the, Winston Churchill. Yeah, he quoted Winston Churchill, and he said, "History will be good to me, for I intend on writing it." Ooh, so good. Isn't that cool? Yeah. History will be good to me, for yeah. I intend on writing it. I think we can all make it personal. The only person that that writes your story is you. It's time that we start and we begin to do something today. It's time that we step out and we make we we make changes. We become aware of, th- of things today. Yeah. Start now. It doesn't matter your age. It doesn't matter if you've fallen in the past. It doesn't matter if you've got mess ups. It doesn't matter if. Yeah, it's never too late. Hello, if you're living right now and you have breath in your lungs, if you're not dead, then you're not done. Purpose. Yeah. There's like step out. Don't be afraid. When can you start doing this? When, you know, for some of that, it might come back to this first question. Do you love what you're doing? And if mm-hmm. you're like, no, and I said quit, then, then maybe this is the question that needs to be the follow-up that says, okay, then when can you do that? Yeah. What are the steps you need to put into place yeah. so that you can step into yep. living a fulfilled life that God's always called you to live? But I think one of the greatest things that we can become as Christ followers, as leaders, is aware because when you're not aware of the uh, the mundane that we keep living in mm-hmm. you'll find yourself going through life unfulfilled unfulfilled and not living the potential that yeah. god uh, yeah. and the purpose that god has yeah, for yeah not living up to it fully so you need people around you you need to begin to ask yourself some questions and then when you when you discover these things man Go for it, because it's very difficult in life to be fulfilled when you lose your heart. All right, let me just close with that one last uh, statement that I made at the very beginning, hun. <laughs> <laughs> you must know yourself to, to grow, grow yourself. yourself. <laughs> all right, everybody. Hope you all True. have a great day today. We love you, and we'll see you back here next week. God see bless. See you all. Bye-bye.